I just started a little series on how to get started in your business. We have this question asked all the time in our Facebook group, and people just ask me that question randomly all the time. Anyway, how do I get started? I don't know what to do. What's the first step? So we're going to go over all the steps to get started. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yesterday we talked about having that money and how you could start with a little teeny tiny bit of money and build that into getting your first tent or cart or trailer or truck. So today we're going to talk about the point where most people quit, and that's getting a license and the permits. There's a lot of red tape involved in starting up any business. And the food business has that one additional layer of we got inspections and then we have a lot of safety issues that we have to handle as well as far as fire department goes. So for us in licensing and permits, we're going to start at the state level and work our way down. There's no federal licensing you got to do other than getting your EIN. And that stands for Employer Identification Number. That comes from the IRS. All that does is create a number, kind of like a social security number, for your business. That's all that it is. That's the only thing that you need, and those are free. So don't let somebody charge you money to get that, because you can do that little bit of paperwork yourself. That's at the federal level. Now, at the state level, everything is going to be different from state to state. But in general, you're going to need to start with the health department or whoever licenses restaurants in your state. May not always be the health department, could be the Department of Agriculture, or just could have some really weird name like Florida's does. In Florida, it's called the Department of Business and Professional Regulation, and it covers anybody that's got to have a license, whether it be a restaurant or a, a building contractor. also covers the nursing industry and the doctors, and anybody that's got a license goes to that particular agency. So you're going to contact whoever's going to issue that license and then ask the questions. You know, what do I need to start a food truck in my town, county or state? Would you start with the state level and work your way down? You're going to do the same thing with the fire department. Start the state level, work your way down to the county and to the city. Because it could be different. Neighboring cities could have completely different rules. So you're obviously going to have to choose the most strict one and then go with it because then that covers all the others. You need to check out if there's any vending codes or peddling codes. You need to check out to see what restrictions there may be. You may not be able to park in certain parts of the town. You may not be able to operate after a certain time of day. There are lots of restrictions that have to do with zoning or policing, and they impact our business because we're mobile. We can't just buy a trailer, throw some equipment in, and go park wherever we want. There's lots of rules and regulations. That's why so many people quit at this point, because they don't realize how many there are and how much they could possibly cost. You need to check with the city and county to see if you need a business license. And I don't mean the health permit, just a generic, I'm doing business in this county or in this city. It's usually pretty small as far as a fee goes, but you still need to have one. 
You also want to check with a small business administration just to make sure you got everything covered because they can help you. And they typically do this for free. They help you to get your business up and operational. And then, of course, you want to check with your state, city, and county if they have a revenue department. And when I talk about revenue, I'm talking about then collecting sales tax. Your state may call it something different. But in any case, you got to check with that particular department and fill out whatever paperwork they require so that, number one, you can be sales tax free when you got to buy supplies for your business because those particular products you're going to turn around and then you're going to collect sales tax. So for us, most states don't charge any kind of tax on food, but there are some states that do. Since you are buying food to resell, that food should come to you sales tax free because you're the one that's going to be collecting sales tax when you sell it to your guests. But you got to figure out what those requirements are, again, for your city, your county, and your state. So, yeah, it takes a little bit of research, but it has to be done. Otherwise, you're going to be in a world of hurt when somebody shows up and says, hey, you were supposed to fill out this business license form, and we need it today. And because you didn't do it before you open, we're going to charge you a penalty fee. You don't want to incur any more cost than you have to. Check everything out as far as licensing and permits. The next step, and this is probably the more important step that you're going to be doing is once you're legal and understand what the legal requirements are, now you got to figure out what your menu is going to be and all the numbers associated with your business. Because the answer to the question, can you be profitable, needs to be yes. And the only way you can say that yes with any kind of confidence is to work out the numbers. So we start with the menu. You want to look around your city or your area where you're going to be vending and see what's missing. You do not want to be the 50th barbecue trailer in your town. Even though your barbecue may be perfect, it may be like ambrosia from the gods, but there's 49 other trucks that are going to say the exact same thing. You want to fill in a niche. You want to fill in what the city doesn't have, whether it be some ethnic food or something that's just a little bit different, a little twist on your barbecue, whatever it is. You got to make it different than what everybody else is selling. Now, once you get established and have regular revenue coming in, then you can be a little bit more commonplace if you want and just go to the basic barbecue because you'll have built up a reputation for having good food. But you can't start out with the basics because there's 50 other barbecue places or there's 30 other hamburger places. There's a hundred other types taco places. Your food has got to be different. It's got to be better and it's got to be recognizable. You want to write your recipes. You want to compute your food costs. You want to compute everything that goes into your products. Paper products included, straws, napkins, lids, boats, plates, clamshell containers, paper bags, all that stuff's got to be added together so that you know how much it costs you to produce. Everything is on your menu. So if you sell something as basic as a hamburger, you're going to have the bun, the condiments of mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato, ketchup, pickle, onion, mustard. You're going to include the meat, include the cheese, include how it's wrapped, what it's put in as far as a bag goes, how you're bagging your, your side items, your french fries, your onion rings, whatever it is. All those things got to be added together so you know what the food cost is. I recommend starting at a 25% food cost. And the reason I recommend 25% is I know good and well that you're not going to run that because most food truck owners don't take the time to do their inventories and do it every week and see what their food cost actually is. They just go out and buy $200 worth of food and hope to goodness they sell at least $700 worth of revenue off that $200 worth of food. But they don't double check to see if they actually did. You got to take inventories, but you got to understand what the numbers are going to be. So start at a 25% food cost. Write your recipes to that amount. Write your menu prices to 25% food costs. But that's not the only cost you worry about. You got to understand what your break-even point is. So we talked about food cost. Now we're talking about break-even point. 
Breaking even point is a fairly simple formula. It is taking all of your fixed costs, adding all those up, and a fixed cost is something that has to be paid whether you're open or closed, and something that does not change from day to day or month to month. So your cell phone bill typically is going to be the same amount every month. Your commissary bill is going to be the same amount every month. Your lot rent, same amount every month. If you have a loan payment, same amount every month. Insurance, same amount every month. Doesn't change. That's a fixed cost. That total of all those fixed costs gets divided by 1 minus whatever your variable percentage is. A variable percentage or a variable cost is based on your budget. So food cost is variable. If you are open today but don't sell anything, you didn't use up any food. So you have a zero food cost because all that food can be used tomorrow. But you still had to pay the insurance today. You still had to pay the cell phone today. So that's the difference. A variable cost is dependent upon sales, but it's as expressed as a percentage. So if you do $1 in sales and you're wanting 25% of your food, 25% of your sales to be in food costs, that means that $1, 25 cents of it represents your food cost. And there's a couple of other expenses that you want to express that way. One be cleaning supplies. Obviously, if you're not open, you're not using cleaning supplies. So that's a variable cost. Marketing would be a variable cost. Repair and maintenance would be a variable cost. Both marketing and repair and maintenance may not be every single day you're spending money in those categories, but you want to set that money aside for when you do need it. So if you set a budget of 3% of your sales is going to be for marketing, then every day you're setting aside 3% of sales into an account so that you can have money to market with at some point in the future. So you take that break-even point, again, taking the total fixed cost divided by 1 minus whatever your variable percentages add up to be, and that's going to give you a dollar amount. And that dollar amount is your break-even point. Once you achieve that break-even point, all the bills have been paid. And you can include a modest salary in that break-even point for yourself. That's not a problem. A salary becomes a fixed cost. So you get a little bit of a salary. You hit the break-even point. You paid all the bills. You got enough money to pay for the food and stuff that you've been buying. So the next dollar that comes in is going to be profit less the variable expenses. So the food cost, repair and maintenance, setting the money aside for marketing, all the variable costs, whatever their percentage is. So let's say it's 35%. So it means every dollar that comes in, 65 cents of it is profit because you already paid all the fixed expenses. That's why your break-even point becomes very, very important. you got to know that. Then once you know the break-even point, you can break it down into what kind of sales you need for a single day. You can break it down by the month, the week, the day. You can break it down by the hour if you wanted to. So if it takes, let's say, $600 a day for you to break even, that pays you, pays all the bills, pays all the food, pays everything. You take that $600 and divide it by the number of hours you're going to be open. Let's say you're going to be open five hours. That means you need to do $120 per hour that you're open. And let's say that for you, you have a $12 check average. You want every guest to come up to spend $12. So if you need $120 an hour, $12 per person, that means you need how many people? Ten. Ten people coming every single hour that you're open. Now you got a number to market to. I need to get ten people coming in here every single hour. And that means that if you have an hour where you don't have ten people coming in, the next hour's got you got to get more people coming in. I need 11 or 12 or 13 or whatever the shortfall was the other hour. That's how you make money. That's how you create your revenue. You don't sit back and cross your fingers and hope people are going to show up. You get aggressive and you market. And we'll talk about marketing here in, in another episode. Then the last part about your menu and your numbers is you got to forecast your revenue and create budgets for everything. The reason you forecast revenue, this becomes super important, number one, if you're going to do a business plan, but also forecasting your revenue tells you how much food you got to buy. 
So if you run, want to run a 25% food cost and you're sitting down on Sunday, you're thinking, okay, for the next week, starting tomorrow, I'm going to do $10,000. If you want to run a 25% food cost, you should only order $2,500 worth of food or less because you should have some food still sitting on your food truck from the previous week. But if you order $2,500 worth of food and you run out halfway through the week, but you haven't hit your $10,000 in sales, you've got a problem. That's why you got to understand the numbers. You've got to understand what it takes for you to make money. And it all starts with figuring out your food cost. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.